I got a ticket in the mail and I look at it and I said, who's this dude driving my wife's car? And she's the passenger. I looked at the date and it's at two in the morning. I look at the timestamp that day and her and I had called each other at 8.30 p.m. She was spending the night at her parents' house dog sitting because they were out of town. And she always went to bed early. Nine o'clock, she was all, always asleep. So we said goodnight to each other. And I said, oh, she I guess she didn't go to bed. And she had called me because that same evening, somebody broke into her car at work, stole her laptop. And I knew at this time about the ticket. So I didn't say anything. So I said, hey, file the police report. I'll handle the canceling the credit cards. And I'll see you when you get home. And she gets home. Two minutes later, I hand her the ticket and I said, today is not your day, is it? Her jaw just drops to the floor. It's no accident that sounds like you're leveling up in a video game. 48% of 18 to 29 year olds have an online dating profile. Make them work for it. 45% of people say they're more frustrated with this form of dating than hopeful. There are so many people you can connect with. Should I swipe right? Swipe wrong. Swipe wrong. Setting the record straight on dating apps. Everyday people telling everyday stories of the swipe right world with your host, Chaos. Well, I know he had a good time. Season three is alive and well. Welcome to the Swipe Wrong Podcast. I'm Chaos. I'm the guy who gets to take you through all the stories of the madness and bloodshed that's going on in the dating world that we get to listen and be like, I'm not the only one going through it. The number one podcast amongst people who call Siri Alexa when they're all mad at them and trying to get even with them. I don't even know what to say there. Anyway, I hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's having a great week. Hope everybody's enjoying the podcast for the past few weeks. And you know how I'll say it now is please like, subscribe, follow, share with a friend. Let me know what's happening. Get the word out. It's really growing each and every week. As I mentioned, it's getting its own little shot of Viagra. So thank you all for uh, being that shot of Viagra. Now, as we're moving through season three, uh, I thought we'd do something maybe a little bit different. Talk to uh, pretty much a brother of mine in this one. Uh, this is a this is a different type of show. We definitely talk about dating experiences, but you get to you get to you get to encapsulate from beginning to end, almost in two situations, in two circumstances, uh, and kind of follow through. It's not necessarily, oh my gosh, this was the worst date ever. It was this, well, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about it. I'm not going to, not going to do a lead up and tell you all about it before you get into it. Really good conversation with my boy. Uh, so you know how it goes. Sit back, relax, enjoy, put your feet up, uh, grab your popcorn, get it buttered if you so want to. And if you're in traffic, don't hit that person next to you and enjoy the 611 Wrecking Crew. Did I forget to mention we do have a word from our crack staff legal department? Here they are. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions or any entities they represent. This podcast is about dating experiences. It is not to say one dating app is better or worse than another. God, uh, I think the first time I did online dating was 2005. Really? What was, what was available back then, bro? Match, 
a few smaller other websites that were obscure that don't exist today. And I remember the stigma of online dating back then was, oh, it's embarrassing you're settling for going online. But yeah. that was just me. I, I, I enjoyed that because uh, I have difficulty just going up to a woman to start talk to her. That's fair. Well, once the conversation got going, I had no problem talking because I was in the sports, hanging out with the guys. And to be honest, I didn't give a shit what <laughs> topics most women wanted to talk about in my early to mid twenties. <laughs> if it wasn't sports or fantasy football or just guy stuff, it just wasn't that too interested, but you learn, okay, this stuff has to matter. So that's how you grow as a person. I think in our twenties, I, I think the, the conversation were like, wait, wait, did she say something about sex? Okay. Now I'm interested. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm watching the Laker game, especially where we're at out there in SoCal and stuff. So that's funny. You'll get this. Like, I'll say this to some people and they'll look at me like, I don't know, I deserve to be looked at. But ASL, like the the three letters of A slash S slash L slash. Do you remember that? Age, sex, location. The chat is on America Online. That was the number one thing. Like AOL, like America Online, ASL. That was always the thing. But that seemed like it was, well, I mean, it was a little bit. That, that seemed like that was the first online dating platform. God, I, rem I remember there were, you would just randomly meet people and talk to them. There was one girl, God, I think it was 19 years old. We started communicating. And she definitely wanted to me, but she was only 15 or 16 at the time. And I'm like, nope, I ain't going to jail for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. And it's where ever, it was where everybody got busted or everybody tried to find somebody or just the weirdest of the weird were there. I, I even like I was I was seeing Michelle dating Michelle at the time. And um, and this was way back when. And somebody started talking to me through the apps. And it ended up being Michelle's mom trying to get me to like, try to try to see if I would cheat on Michelle. And she did that through AOL. Like she, a whole new screen name, had no idea. It was her, was totally trying to set my ass up. And I'm like, <laughs> and I, and I didn't bite. And I found out probably like five years later, like what the hell it was. So even then people were trying to test your, your humanity, I guess. Oh Yeah. And there was another instance where it was a different girl from Texas. We started messaging each other and I had done long distance before. I'm like, nope, not for me. But we eventually became friends. We actually wrote letters to each other and mailed them like handwritten letters. <laughs> I know that's crazy. very archaic. Yeah. But, craziness, yeah. pens and yeah. papers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you had a pen pal. That's pretty cool, bro. So like, yeah. you, so you, you created some stuff. So you had, you had, like you said, um, uh, what'd you say? It wasn't match. What'd you say was the, the platform again? No, no, it was matched. Oh, it was, was matched. Okay. First time I looked for dating online. And I remember there was this girl, she was beautiful, very fit. So we decided let's go on a date. And of course, way before you can FaceTime somebody like now to vet, this is who the real person is. Right. So I show up to the bar and she gets up and waves at me. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> And she weighed about 200 pounds more than her 
picture. Oh, no, bro. Oh, no. And knowing what I know now, I would have just turned around and walked away. But I said, I'm a nice guy. Let's let's see if she has a good personality. And just throughout the night, I'm like, I just can't picture myself kissing her or having sex with her. I just couldn't. And the final nail in the coffin (laughs) that made me say, check, please. Was she's like, oh, what's your number one fantasy? I said, that's easy. A threesome with two girls. I said, what's yours? I want to fuck a guy in the ass with a strap on. Whoa! I'm like, Whoa! Nope, <laughs> not happening here. <laughs> I mean, props to her for not holding back. I mean, the question was asked, you know, it and all that. And so, if that was 05, uh, if the guy listening to this who happened to get the girl who was doing it, I mean, holy cow, bro. Uh, damn. Damn. Was she the same girl in the pictures, though? Just 200 pounds? Or was it an entirely different girl? Same girl. Same. It girl. was the same girl. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, and back then, filters weren't a thing. Like you No. Know. So those must have been pictures from right when she graduated high school okay. and five, six year difference. You know, maybe... 40 pounds a year she put yeah, on or something. You know, back in those days, bro, to be hot, you had to be hot. That's the crazy thing. That's that's the the nuts part of, of it all. Man, that's not so how how long were you think you were on that and, and messing around on 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 match? Uh back then, I guess. I want to say two, three months. The the good thing about match from back then was you can put set all your filters and you get the full menu of women that meet your parameter so after filters, about a week filters filters you're talking about like uh uh, uh age ethnicity uh, age age. stuff like yeah not yeah. like filters like people are used to today gotcha correct correct gotcha. so you got the full menu and within a week you pretty much went through all of them and the next two three weeks there was maybe one or two new people in your criteria so after about two months it got a little old and the number one difficult thing I found at an early age, you can have a guy who's a nine or an eight or a nine and looks wise, and he'll message a hundred girls. Maybe maybe twenty will respond to him. Whereas you get a girl or a woman who's a five or a six, she sends out a hundred messages. She'll get at least eighty responses. Right. So. For guys, sometimes you just have to lower your standards, throw your shot, and just hope somebody would respond. So that was the one, the biggest turnoff, I think, in the online dating platform back then. And okay. some people like that. Some people, it's a numbers game. We have one buddy who would go to a bar, a group full of girls, five girls. He would talk to one. She'd reject them. He'd go to the one right next to her who heard everything. No fear for this guy. He would talk to all of them. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. <laughs> Always a numbers game. I guess there's more numbers in the online dating world than there are women in a bar. That's for sure. But that's uh, always, always, I mean, shoot your shot, so to speak. And that's, I guess that's what they're always trying to do. So how long, how long? So you said a couple of months and then what, did you meet somebody on here? Or did you, what happened? Why'd you stop? Yeah, I, I met somebody in person. And over the next, I want to say, four or five years. It was just meeting people in person and some relationships lasted longer than others. Some were good. Some were not so good. Uh, But the good thing is you learn and grow 
okay, these are red flags. Learn for the next one. These are red flags. Then I hopped online again, and the hot one that was out because it was free was Plenty of Fish, or mm-hmm. okay. short POF. Right. But eventually we would call that POF Plenty of Fatties because the only ones messaging anybody that I knew were very large girls. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I remember my brother got message from one girl whose title of the email was thicker than a snicker, which was that's so where good. That from. That's yeah. where, I didn't know where that's, that's where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, I think I jumped on to eHarmony and I remember my really good buddy signing up for it. And he was pissed off because it took him two days to complete his profile. Oh, wow. And he hit go. And after a couple of days, it says, sorry, you are the one rare person where we have absolutely zero matches. Wow. The criteria really? you're looking for. No so kidding. Tip, yeah. But I said, I'm going to dip my toe in again. And it did literally took two days to complete your profile. No kidding. Yeah. My, you have to answer but 200 questions just they wouldn't let you start messaging people till until you had a complete profile uh and my thought was okay you're gonna get a better quality person and this what i want to say was 2009-10 okay and i remember i was in vegas one time matched up with gorgeous girl and within one day we had already got through messaging each other and things were going well then all of a sudden, and this is all the way back in 2010. Hey, um, on some rough times, can you send me some money? Oh no! Thinking, what are you, some Nigerian prince? <laughs> no, that was back in 2010. The catfishing had started, huh? Yep. And wow. that told me why it had progressed so quickly, because my experience, the women are typically a little more cautious. They 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 tend to take their time on their responses. So I experienced some of that, uh, went on one or two dates, uh, nothing really. And I got off of it, dating in person again, just some bad experiences. Let, let me ask you this. And, so yeah. just back then, if you can remember, do you remember how much it was to join these sites? God, I want to say... Even roughly. Match was 20 bucks a month, I think. Okay. And eHarmony... I think I paid for the three month package because it was cheaper per month and just month to month. And it was about a hundred, 120 bucks. And I told myself it's, it's a small investment on great potential uh, rate of return. Yeah. That's been a hundred really bucks. detailed. I mean, to, you know, the, the return on investment of $120 and if somebody else is on there, you really get a good inclination that how serious they are to find somebody that's not a hookup set situation. No, it's, it, it's not. And I mean, going back to, I was dating people in person, just unlucky, didn't find anything that lasted longer than six months. And I said, oh, let me give you Harmony a try again. And I had learned on the free sites or the really cheap sites, you get what you pay for sometimes. Everybody's on there half-assing it. A lot of people are just looking for a hookup, which there's nothing wrong with that. Each site is geared for what you want tinder now i'd say is more geared to hooking up whereas some of the other websites like eHarmony or bumble i would say 
it's more geared towards relationship looking. Uh, but my only advice to people is find out what you want, do your research and go with specific websites that are geared for what you want. Yeah. I think uh, this is the most in-depth I've, I've talked about eHarmony for, and it sounds like if people are truly looking for, if it's still set up the same way, and I don't know that it is because I know it's been a while since you've been on, that's definitely the place if you're looking for, you know, more than just a hookup, that's the place to go. Yeah. I, I mean, from my experience, I, I would agree. I've never tried some of these other websites, so I can't speak for them. Right. But, you know, I tried eHarmony again in 2012. Met a girl and she, you know, she was a track. I found her attractive, a little shorter than I would have preferred, but I said, you know, I'm going to give her a chance. And things went well. One thing led to another. We dated for, I want to say, three years, got engaged, got married. So everything worked out well. And then two years, eight months into the relationship, <laughs> I get it. I get a ticket in the mail. And I'm like, oh man, my wife got Wait, a- all right, let's slow down. Okay, so yeah. so hang on. All right, before we get here, so <laughs> you dated, it went well, got married, right? So how long were you dating before before you're like, all right, I'm going to propose to her? I want to say three years. Three years, okay. Yeah. So yeah. was there was there a pretty good like sense back then of of uh, uh, almost relief, like, hey, this not not that you maybe put it in this context, but like, hey, like. The site worked. I found somebody. This is this is pretty cool. And, and like, all right, I, I, my return on investment was pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because I, I what I want out of life is I want to have children. And you don't need to be married to have children. But uh, I my parents are still together after 45 years. So I'm more of a traditionalist. I want to be married, have kids with the wife, and you know, have 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 a family to have somebody to teach, to grow, to be a responsible human being. And so this was phase one. This was like, you were like, cool. I found my one and, you know, through an online dating service. And then, so for a few years and then, uh, can attest phenomenal wedding. Uh, that was phenomenal time. Um, and then, so two years and eight months, yeah, you, uh, you got you got a ticket. Is that you were? I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. So yeah. tell me what happened. I got a ticket in the mail, and I said, "Oh man, my wife got another ticket in the mail." So and I, 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 just, I had a good day that day, so I was in a good mood. I open up the ticket, and I look at it, and I said, "Who's this dude driving my wife's car?" And she's the passenger. I looked at the date. And it's at two in the morning. Oh God! But I look at my phone. I look at the timestamp of that date, and her and I had called each other at eight thirty p.m. She was spending the night at her parents' house, dog sitting because they were out of town. And she always went to bed early, nine o'clock. She was all always asleep. So we said good night to each other. And I said, "Oh, she. I guess she didn't go to bed. She <laughs> I guess she didn't her. go to bed. Yeah." with this rando dude and so i took me all five seconds to realize all right she's cheating on you so i took a shower to relax and she had called me because that same evening somebody broke into her car at work stole her laptop and i knew at this time about the ticket so i didn't say anything so i said hey 
file the police report. I'll handle the canceling the credit cards and I'll see you when you get home. So I canceled the credit card and she gets home two minutes later. I hand her the ticket and I said, today's not your day, is it? Oh, her, no. jaw just, yeah, her jaw just drops to the floor and she admitted to what she had done. And we yeah, talked not about just it. speeding. Yeah. Not just speeding. I'm taking it. Yes. <laughs> so we talked for about an hour and then I said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to sleep in the spare bedroom. And this weekend you're, and it was a Thursday night. I recall you're going to go to your parents, spend the night there. I need some time to think. And at that moment, I already knew this relationship is done. I'm filing for divorce. So the next day, I woke up after what little sleep I got. I have an attorney, a friend who's an attorney. I reached out to him. He said, what's going on? I explained it to him. He's like, here's some few divorce attorneys. So he said, I called up the divorce attorney, uh, the one that was, I did some reference checks, the one that I liked the best. And they said, all right, we'll see you the next Tuesday. Don't tell your wife you're filing for divorce and you have an attorney yet. So I meet up with the, the attorney explain it. We file. Then I called up my then wife and I told her, Hey, um, I just filed for divorce. And she had the audacity to say, well, I guess I was naive into thinking when you said, we're going to find somebody online to handle this. And I said, well, yeah, just like I was naive into thinking you were faithful. Yeah. 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 Chalk me up for being naive. I'm my fault. I thought happily ever after until death was part. And then, yeah, you thought we were going to work on it. Sure. I get yeah. it. Oh my gosh. How so, long, how, how long was it from when you got the ticket to when you filed? Uh, five days. Wow. That's yeah, I mean, and I told her, I said, look, I'll forgive you for this someday, but I'll never forget. She was still uh, at her parents her. and you had filed, correct? Like she wasn't even yes. back in the guest room. Okay. Okay. Yes. So, you know, over the next few months, minimal contact. Oh, and another wonderful thing that happened is the day after I found out I was going to divorce her, one of my really good buddies was looking for a place and I said, Hey, do you want to move in with me? I explained the situation. Moved in. We developed a six eleven wrecking crew. He was—he's a fantastic dude. In fact, I'm talking to him right now. So, I mean, we were roommates for a year and a half. Fantastic time. So I appreciate that, brother. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I don't know this buddy you're talking about. I know this brother you're talking about. That's for sure. But I don't know about this 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 buddy. It's familiar, son. It's familiar. Yeah. Oh man, that was yeah. I remember sitting there and and. Uh, I remember sitting on the couch when you told me and it was just like, Oh dang. And I like your heart goes out. And in the meantime, I'm like, I just like, I've never wanted to punch somebody in the throat so bad. And it was definitely wanted to like punch her in the throat. That's for just hurting my brother like that. So, so, you know, and, and the beauty is we've had obviously a ton of talks about that, but I love how this comes full circle and just becomes like, it does end up becoming the happily ever after part too. Cause the six oh, yeah. wrecking crew was a good side note, but the main dish that you got, you know, in your future is even better. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, throughout the next couple of months, we were going through the whole process and I told myself, I said, don't make it personal. Don't get nasty or angry. You don't have to drag her out, leave social media out of it. 
And I straight up told her, I said, look, I just want this to be as cordial as possible. And of course, a month after I'd filed, she called me up and said, well, why do I have to be the one to move out? Why don't you be the one to move out? And at that time, we were fortunate enough to be living in one of my parents' rental properties. And I was shocked. And I said, well, I can have my parents evict both of us. And she dropped it. <laughs> and here's something that was kind of karma. It was right around Thanksgiving. She had called me and said, hey, the car that we bought together got stolen from my parents' driveway last night. Cops might call you to ask you some questions. I said, great. And they called and said, where were you last night? And I said, I was at the Lakers game with my brother. All right, thank you. <laughs> and the instant she told me the car got stolen, I said, there's no way it was, this was random because you can't see the car from the street the way it is in the, in the driveway in this townhome complex. I guarantee you she found one of her friends to steal it and so she didn't have to pay for it anymore. And long story short, it was found a few days later. It was considered junk. Insurance company paid off the remainder of our loan and a check for 10K, which her and I split, which went towards paying the attorney. So it was beautiful for me. Yeah, we're technically yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And then when it, it came time to do the inventory of our community property. Oh, sure. Yeah, California community property state. Yeah. As she had listed towels, shower rod, shower curtain. And my attorney said, who lists these things? She, she's not right. She's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah. She could have, I only listed five things that I wanted, like the couch, the TV, and I think some of the dressers, the rest I didn't give a shit about. Right. I said, you can have it. So uh, for the most part, it was pretty clean and cordial. I got away with minimal payments and the unfortunate thing in California is because I made more money, it's a no-fault state, I had to pay her alimony. So I cut her a check for the whole amount. Uh, I want to say 90% of the amount. So I'm like, one-time fee, F off. Yeah, for sure. And, oh, one good thing I did, and thank God I did this, my brother and I own a property together, and we purchased it before her and I had even started dating. And... Six months before her and I got married, we put the house in a trust and LLC. Perfect. Which meant she had absolutely no claim to it. If I hadn't done that, she might have been entitled to 25% of it. So I would have had to have maybe paid her off 200K, which would have pissed me off. So for all you guys out there, if you own, or girls, if you own property and you're not married, put your house in a trust and LLC. It's yeah, community property states for sure, and even even then some. And then like I've always thought, you know, prenup, always prenup, always prenup. You know, just if if they're if the other person is not cool with the prenup, then uh, then there's more more of a problem there than than uh, than you can even even begin to think of. So, from a dating uh, site to divorce, bro. <laughs> yes, and I was fortunate enough to have a couple of close friends of mine in my life who had gone through divorce. So they were my support system. They would constantly check up on me. Hey, you're loved. This is the, some grief might be coming in the next couple of weeks. Just always checking up on me, which I appreciated so much. That helped. My family and close friends were there for me. 
And I just kept it positive. So if any advice to give it to anybody, if you're going through something like this, focus on you and going forward. Because what's, what's the... What's the point of stressing over something that happened in the past that you can't change or control? You're just going to make yourself crazy. Just focus on going forward and the situation is going to be a whole lot more pleasant. Well, as pleasant as it could be if you're going through yeah. a divorce. I think the the hardest thing, like the, the thing to reconcile in someone's mind when they go through divorce or a long-term relationship breakup is it's not always like um, the loss sucks. There's no doubt the loss sucks. But then in people's minds, my mind was the same way, is the same way, and yours I'm sure was too. It's, it's like you had in your mind what you kind of looked like 10 years down the road, and all of a sudden that's vanished and that's gone, and you don't know what the next 10 years are going to look like. And like if it, like you, if you're two old people sitting on a, on a porch in rocking chairs whittling, and now it's just you sitting on the porch, you know, with your your – your dog and a banjo and you're going all deliverance. You just don't know what the, what the, what, what it feels like anymore. And that's, that's a hard thing to reconstruct sometimes too. Absolutely. Because I, in my mind, envision, okay, we're going to have kids soon and start developing the family. And what also upset me was a few weeks after I filed for divorce, you do the math and you say, okay, let's say, a year from now, I start dating somebody and I'm lucky enough to find what I want. Most likely going to be a year dating. So that's before you get engaged. So that's two years until you get engaged. Let's say it's another six months to a year before you get married. So that's three years from this point in time now. And if you want kids, you're probably going to have to do it right away. So that's that the whole clock back minimum three to five years. Yeah. And that, that pissed me off. For a while but i said no 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 um it shit happens it's not i'm not the first person that this is going to happen to and i'm definitely not going to be the last and sure. when i was some of my colleagues found out we were talking about it and one of them uh, a woman colleague asked so are you gonna eventually date again and i said oh absolutely she she thought i was gonna hold it against uh for or women women yeah. uh, because this happened and i said no that's not fair to women because her one act is not going to define women in general and i told myself i'll date again i, I just need some time to myself and so i how, told myself how long did it take yeah i want to i told myself oh i want to go six to eight months then then i want to be in a good place mentally emotionally then maybe i'll start dating six to eight months came and went i was traveling a lot I was having a good time. I was back to myself. I was just in a really good place mentally, physically, emotionally. And I said, I'm not ready to start dating again. I'm not ready to give this up. I had a couple more trips upcoming and it came to the, I want to say the year point. And I said, all right, I'm ready to jump back in. And even though you know, I met my ex-wife through eHarmony. I really liked their format. So I said, I'll give it another shot. So I signed up for three months worth because the, the monthly rate was cheaper. So maybe it was six months worth. Because I said, ah, I'm going to take my time. I don't want to rush this. So I took a whole weekend. I created my profile. The hardest thing to do is to find pictures of, 
you know, hmm. just me. Yeah. <laughs> you without your, your ex. Yeah. That's a good point. No, not necessarily that it's just solo pictures because oh, okay. one of okay. my red flags and biggest turnoffs when I was looking at people's profiles is if all they have is pick group pictures. And sometimes some of the girls, it's hard to tell which one is them. And my whole thing is I want it to be about that person or I want it to be about me, not other people. So it was a little hard finding some pictures, but I, I managed to do it. And, you know, throughout the years I'd learned, okay, okay, this is a red flag. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. When I'm looking at other profiles and I told myself, I'm only get going after what I want. If I get married again, cool. If I don't, Hey, I'm not going to force it. Been down that road. I don't want to be with somebody that where I feel trapped or stuck. I'm only going to be with somebody that I want to be with. So I was just, God, what's the word I'm looking for? I was cutthroat. If I didn't find you attractive or if there were certain things that I absolutely had to have, you were done, you were cut. And I I wasn't looking for somebody who fit everything. This is my perfect or ideal woman because you'll never find that person. There was just about four or five key things. If you didn't have that, you're done. And I was telling my female friend who was, about to go through a divorce and she was like, oh, I wonder what the field's like. And I told her how cutthroat I was going to be. And she said, you're an asshole. I said, why, why the fuck could I settle yeah. for less than I want? And if I bring a certain value, I expect similar value because after a couple of years, the sex might fade, looks might fade. What does the other person bring to the table? Do they make me laugh? Are they a good person? Do we have enough in common to where, we can do some similar stuff. We have enough not in common to new, introduce ourselves to new ideas, new things, new thoughts. So, um, you know, I threw myself out there. There was one girl we had decided to meet in person. And I'm not a big fan of meet up for dinner, especially then because it's two hours of your time. You're stuck there. If it's the person's not what you expect. Yeah, carrying a conversation can be hard. Yeah, and carrying a conversation with that amount of time across the table is a lot of pressure sometimes. Yeah, so my my hope was let's go for a meetup for coffee. If it sucks, you can be out of there in 30 to 45 minutes done. If it's great, you can always continue it or then go to dinner. And this girl and I decided to meet, and she's like, oh, I'm going out of town. Let's meet next week. And then the next day, I looked at her profile. I said, you know what? She just not what I'm looking for. Really. I'm, I don't want to make this mistake of settling. I didn't even message her. I just deleted uh, her from my feed so we couldn't communicate anymore. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. That's her fair. feelings, if they get hurt, that's her problem. That's fair. And there was another girl to where the way harmony works is you can message the person, send them some questions. And most of the questions are dumb. But I always, I always look for the four or five that were decent questions. Then it usually takes about a week to get through this process and decide to meet. So her and I had been, we went through this. We sent each other the questions. We got to the email part. And it'll take her about two days to respond to an email. It'd be a paragraph, three paragraphs long. And after a week of this, I said, hey, let's let's meet. I want to see if there's any chemistry. And her response was, oh, let, let's talk on the phone first. I said, that's cool. We spoke on the phone for about 20, 30 minutes. 
And I said, Hey, let's, let's meet for coffee. And she's like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk on the phone some more. I said, sure. Not a problem. Hung up, deleted her from my profile. <laughs> my mentality was she either has commitment issues. If she's still not sure, or she's dating somebody else and wants to keep me on the side to see, well, if this guy doesn't work out, I have this guy waiting for me. I'm like, Nope, not doing that. No doubt. No doubt. Something. Yeah. She wants a pen pal, bro. She, she knew you had a pen yeah. pal once in your life and she's like, I need another pen pal. <laughs> no, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> then I remember it was Labor Day weekend. I have a group of guys I play, I play soccer with on Saturdays and we all had Monday off. So we decided to play Monday and I played really well that day. I was in a good mood. I get in my car, check my phone and some girl had, I guess, sent me a wink or whatever the hell you do. So I sent her those preloaded questions and I got home, showered. And throughout that evening, we'd gotten to the point where it was the email time. And she said, well, I could send you these questions back or do you want to just email? I said, screw the questions, let's email. And she surprised me by getting straight to the point and said, hey, do you want to meet up? And I said, oh my God, this is so refreshing. I don't have to play these little uh, mind or word games. So yeah, let's meet. Then I said, wait, what are your deal breakers? And I can't remember what she listed, but the only ones I listed were, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you're done. Dated that before, not happening. See ya. She's like, no, no, I eat meat. If you're into hardcore drugs, you're done. If you do marijuana, I don't give a shit. Uh, but hardcore drugs, done. And I was, I think that was it for just major stuff to prevent me from even meeting somebody. And we scheduled a date. We met. We, uh, I, I had her pick the place, so I wanted her to feel comfortable and safe. And we went to a, it was like a microbrew kind of thing. Right. I expected it to be an hour, hour and a half. You know, she looked better in person than the photos, which was pleasant for me. And conversation was easy. It was flowing. Next thing you know, we're like, all right, it's getting late. Let's let's go our separate ways. And we agreed to see each other again. And I said, okay, you know, what time is it? I look at my phone. I said, oh, shit, three hours. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, things went well. And so we started dating and we went on four or five dates, decided to become exclusive. And... Next thing you know, we're dating for six months. COVID happens. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember I met her at the Staples Center for, I think it was a LA Kings hockey game. And as I'm taking the Metro there, NBA's canceling the season. Yeah. NHL is after that. March night. 17th, bro. March 17th. Yep. So we go to the hockey game enjoy it she gives me a ride home spends the night so i think i went to one of the last live sporting events in the country during covid wow and yeah the next day i go to work she leaves goes to work and i remember i was at home for lunch because i live so close to work i was in the middle of eating she messages me saying hey i think we should quarantine from each other for a little bit because she, at that time, she lived with her aunt who was about 82 years old. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I got pissed off right away. 
because I said, well, you just spent the night in my house. This is an in-person conversation or at least the phone. It's not a text conversation. Oh, that drives me so crazy, dude. I hear you. Yeah. And for a split second, I was like, is she kind of just passively, aggressively trying to break up with me? And I said, no, 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 that's not her. She, she would have done it in person. And it was tough because I'm at the house by myself, barely saw my brother and my parents. We didn't know much about COVID. Didn't see, didn't see her for a month in person. Every night we would uh, FaceTime each other. And then finally she's like, oh, I can't stand it. Let's see each other. And I mean, we, we were careful what we did because of uh, her, her aunt's age. And we it had been just about a year, just over a year. And I even right around COVID time, I was like, man, she has everything I could have asked for and more. She completes me. She's fantastic. I want to marry her. We're on the same page and level with so many different things in life. And... I'm like, all right, time to go engagement ring shopping. And she even said, hey, uh, I asked her, hey, do you want to come with me for this? She, she knew this was coming. And mm. She said, yeah. And at that time, not many people were buying engagement rings. So we got a freaking great oh, deal. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Talk about it. You got the COVID sale. Hell yeah. <laughs> so we got engaged and we said, okay, do we want to, what kind of wedding do we want? My first wedding was over, just over 400 people. I didn't want a big wedding. Yeah. Again, her mom was a wedding photographer for 30 years, and she helped her mom out a lot and been to over about 200 weddings. She didn't want a large wedding, and I'm like, thank God. Yeah. And I'm man. thinking something small, maybe destination. She's not a fan of cruises. And ultimately, we decided parents and siblings only. So we ended up having a 10-person wedding, which wow. was fantastic because it wasn't that expensive, no stress. And afterwards, we had rented a restaurant's private room, and all of us went to dinner. and just had a nice uh, dinner. And it was, this was a Tuesday we got married. Two days later was Thanksgiving. So both of our families got together, had a great Thanksgiving. That's awesome. I mean, it was a perfect week. No stress. We got to enjoy each other. And... God, we've been married for a year and a half now. And wow. the, the two of us bought a house together. Um, she's just such an upgrade. I went from a Toyota Prius to, a, let's say if Lamborghini made an electric vehicle, I went from a Prius to a Lamborghini. Bro, you went from a Yugo to yeah, a Lamborghini. That you okay, that, that's fair. And my wife is... She's very good with her money and frugal, and she had paid for a whole year worth of eHarmony. Oh, and wow. I told her, yeah, I think I paid for it was three months or six months. And at the time, I noticed there was some fraudulent activity on my card. After uh, a month, I think it was the second month of being on eHarmony. So I canceled that card, got a new card, and then I got because we were dating. I got a notification. Hey, your, your account is going to be canceled if you don't change your uh, update your credit card info. And I said, why the fuck should I? I'm having such yeah. a good time with her. So I basically got away with only paying that discounted rate for one or two months. So you paid one or two months and she paid for the year. She paid for it all up front, didn't she? 
Yep, she did. <laughs> she was pissed about her situation, but she loved the fact that I got a good deal on it. Well, yeah, you feel like uh, you paid for a year. It's not your, I mean, it, I guess it is your fault that she found such a good dude and was off within, what, a couple of months. I mean, she exactly. could go finish out the year if she wanted to, but I don't think anybody wanted that. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's been, that was the best ticket I've ever gotten in my life. I went from a, yeah. uh, uh, whatever marriage to I, I just can't be happier right now. That's yeah, fantastic. Uh, like thank you. you listen to the show. You've listened to probably every episode for up until this point. And this one probably won't won't air for a little bit because we're in between seasons. But um, like you, it, it's kind of cool to hear the happy endings. Because <laughs> the ironic thing that that you know, and uh, I don't know that all the listeners do, but they're about to, is the one episode that has happy ending in it, the very day that episode came out, they broke up. So oh. <laughs> yeah. So no. I, I did not tell you, maybe I didn't tell you that, but the preacher and a happy ending episode, that's season two, episode one um, is that crazy preacher story, which I think just before this episode, we will have more follow-up on the, the preacher, by the way. And then yours is going to come after that. Uh, but she, uh, the, the happy ending was she was with this guy and that was recorded like at least a month earlier. And the very day her episode came out, they broke up. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, wow. So, but it, well, I guess what I'm saying in this case, you met wife one on, on uh, a dating site and it didn't work out, but it led to wife two, who you also met on a dating site and things are going fantastic. Pretty sure you're going to make it until your episode airs too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure too. <laughs> and yes, I have listened to every episode. Uh, I enjoy listening to the podcast. It's I'm learning stuff from other people's experiences. And the only thing I can comment on with some of these other people is there's no one system that works perfectly for everybody. Everybody has different wants and needs. My, my advice is find out what you want, what you want to get out of any relationship and go from there. Otherwise you're setting yourself up mentally for failure and emotionally for failure and be, you have to give people chances. You have to take that leap of faith, but don't settle. Don't settle. If this person mm -hmm. really has a red flag or uh, everything's great, except for this one thing, don't waste your fucking time. Be a little more selective, uh, but also be be open-minded to give people a try. Uh, if, instead of going after the nines and tens, maybe go after a seven or an eight. I'm not surprised you because if they have a great personality, that seven or eight turns into a 12. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. You know, I, I don't know that I've asked anybody on the show this that's been on the show. So I'll ask you and uh, hopefully what's your favorite episode? Oh God! Um, or I mean, if you have to do a top two or three, that's fine. If you can't pick one, because I I don't think I've asked anybody, but I know you know my brother. So I know how much you listen, and I know I know uh, I know your the commute, most, so it helps. The most entertaining episode was the dude in season one who went to the bar and the chick bailed on him and it ended up being the dude bartender. That was just season hilarious. one, episode three, yes. gone catfishing. Gotta yes. be the one that I, sh I tell everybody to listen to. Yes. That, that uh, was bizarre. Another of my, I'll list three. 
Another one of my top three is the one that you were on where you and I were actually on the phone talking <laughs> to each other. And you said, hey, she forgot her phone in my car. I got to go and return the phone for her. That was hilarious because... Because you were part of it. With you. <laughs> Season two, episode three, I think, or episode two. Uh, that one's uh, a No Need to Floss. That was right because I was driving back talking to you and the, the dash lights up. That's right. Yeah. And God, what was my next episode that I really, that I want to say stood out? I, I think it was the one where the woman met up with the dude and they met up at the hotel and he left to go get some Arby's or some kind of fast food. Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. And he never came back. I like that one. Season I think she one, episode two, three, two. I think she told two or three stories, but it was just, it was, it was very intriguing. And I'm just sitting, sitting here yeah. hearing some of the stuff, like the one, the one woman who she found out, the guy she was seeing was seeing three or four other women and they all met each other. Oh yeah. The polygamist. Yeah. I'm thinking, Oh my God, it's hard enough keeping track to date one person, let alone four or five. And how do you, how do you have the time and money for that? Yeah. But yeah. Follow up to that one. It sounds like he's still doing that. Like with other, other women, like yeah. they're still finding other women that he's currently dating and dating multiple people at the same time, which is, which is insane. Um, Bro, that's cool. I mean, like it's it's cool to hear beginning to end. One relationship worked, one didn't, or one didn't work, and one so far is is hopefully uh, happily ever after. Was that this was it? Right, there wasn't any other stories that we were talking about. Correct. I don't want to make sure I don't miss anything. None, and not nothing worth okay. really mentioning. Yeah. Um, I do have some more advice for for the dudes sure. out there. Sure. Do not send the dick pic. Unless you want to get made fun of, and as you say, girls blast that shit everywhere, especially I, if it's unsolicited. What the fuck are you doing, sending an unsolicited dick pic? I need to find a guy who does that and bring him on the show. Like, I if, if anybody knows a guy who's happy to talk about it and just give me like no judgment, just want your want your want your uh, perspective on it, buddy. I would love to, love to hear that. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued what goes through their mind. Yeah. And they're thinking, yeah, she's going to want me after I send her the yeah, picture. Yeah, here's the one. Here's the one. Again, I know I've said it a couple times on the show. Best response ever is, I'm calling the police. You have child pornography on your phone. Why do you have a child's penis on your phone? And why are you sending it to me? Best response, <laughs> hands down. Hands down. Because <laughs> that dude will never send that pic again. And then he thinks he's getting arrested. That's it. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, bro, I'll cut it there since that it. Good advice, good stories. Thank you for coming on, my man. Uh, much love, bro. And thanks for having me on. Thank you for being along for the ride of the Swipe Wrong podcast, where we take everyday people like you and me telling their everyday stories of their swipe right life. Show is produced by Jay Pelham. He is the host of Pelham Place. If you want to reach out to the show and tell us your story, we'd love to hear it. Give us a call. Google voice us at 317-426-6616. Leave your information and we'll get back to you or just your story. You can also email us at swipewrongpod at gmail.com. We are on Insta, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. I am Chaos, the host of Chaotic Commentary. You can find me pretty much anywhere that you see me. And next week, the saga continues. Swipe wrong! Swipe.
Slave Raw.